0: Moses came down from the hill, holding the rules in his hand. Looked all around, and
1: suddenly found no one was listening. Now it's time to throw down. So throw down. A throw down.
0: we throw down. A throw down.
1: Gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the edition of Near Fall Radio posted at ButtMunchChips.com. ButtMunchChips sit on your butt munch. But you know what? Just go ahead over to the iTunes store. Be sure to search Near Fall Radio, subscribe, and review. Remember 5 stars or GTFO. My name is Landon Don, and I'm joined as always by my co host, my tag team partner, if you will. Much like evolution is a mystery, so is this man. It's Justin Kritzinger. Jay, how are we doing this evening?
0: doing good and in the spirit of mystery i'm wearing a mask tonight um, i don't think <laughs> i don't think that it's it's appropriate for any uh luchador theme that we have going on just just for mystery and it is the halloween season um so we'll see at the end of this match if you actually get to unmask me or not.
1: yes this podcast is a, a loser must unmask match uh, unfortunately i'm not wearing a mask because i'm playing the pure heel and i am not adhering to the rules So <laughs>
0: Suck it, authority. So you've got nothing to lose and I have
1: everything. Exactly. So we'll call you El Justine uh, for for the rest of the podcast. (laughs) Okay. Or would that be La Justine? I don't know.
0: (laughs) Sounds a little feminine, but that's okay. Because you know what? It is the time for evolution, so I'm embracing it.
1: Yes, absolutely. We are going to get to the fact that we are on the precipice, the cusp, if you will, of the very first ever all-women's WWE Uh, pay-per-view coming up this weekend as we're recording this, but uh, this is going to be a time where we have to pull back the curtain and kind of uh, acknowledge well, like, acknowledge the fact that we as wrestling fans, whenever we watch WWE or Impact Wrestling or, or Ring of Honor or New Japan, there's we go in accepting that, you know, we're suspending some disbelief watching these guys and gals go at it in the ring playing these characters and we we view them as almost like superheroes and supervillains but unfortunately this past week starting out on monday night raw we had that veil very painfully ripped away from us as uh, joe onoahe or as you might know him roman reigns that for uh, 11 years ago he beat leukemia and unfortunately it has reared its ugly head again so he is having to take a leave of absence from the wwe relinquishing the universal title which let's be honest that is a secondary point in this story the fact that the man roman reigns or the character roman reigns and the man joe anawahi is once again battling leukemia it, and i don't know about you but uh there was definitely some ninjas chopping onions Uh, in my household when I was watching that opening segment of Raw because in this day and age where everybody's plugged into Twitter, everybody's, you know, checking the dirt sheets as it is and stuff like that, this is something that completely blindsided me. There had been reports that Roman might miss uh, Crown Jewel, which we'll get into that cluster mess here in a second. Uh, He might miss it for a injury, but never in a thousand years did I think it would be something like him battling cancer and just wow um obviously thoughts and prayers uh to Joe his family uh his friends as well uh we saw some true showing of emotions not only from Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins on Monday uh the announced team I have to give a ton of credit to Michael Cole Renee Young and Corey Graves for being able to get through that broadcast because and, and and not not only them, just everybody on screen and behind the screen of Raw. The fact that they were able to get through that. I know, you know, the old adage is the show must go on. But when you're hit with that news, and from all reports, Roman truly is a beloved guy behind the scenes. He's a locker room leader. And for that bombshell to be dropped at the top of Raw, I mean, kudos to everybody for getting through it, but... Uh, Jay, I mean, thoughts on this?
0: Yeah. And, you know, you you really nailed it earlier. You were talking about how when we as fans are watching these events and and we get to know these characters, it really dehumanizes the wrong word, but the way you put it was they become kind of superheroes and super uh, villains in our eyes, and they really kind of step out of reality. And so we... We almost kind of don't think about real-world things impacting these people or them having to deal with real-world uh, diseases or, or anything, you know, um, that, that affects us commoners here on Earth. So <laughs> it is one of those moments that it's, it's kind of like a, a punch in the gut that takes the breath out of you um, when, when you hear something like this and when you see what went down on Raw. And I think... You know, the the thing that happened to me when I heard the news about about Roman uh, was all of a sudden I felt like the biggest jerk in the world for giving him down the road for how much (laughs) I hate watching him be pushed to the front as a universal champion. And but the thing is, then then. You know what? We can very easily separate and say, but that was Roman Reigns, not Joe. <laughs> exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah. And and I have seen that sentiment a whole lot on online this week. And, and and you know, I'd be lying if if I didn't have a little bit of you know regret in that aspect. But at the same time, like like in Joe's promo, and 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 that was Joe's promo. He came out there in street clothes, opened it with, "My name is Joe, and I have leukemia." And. Yeah. So, so, so this was Joe's promo, not Roman Reigns. Right. He even acknowledged, whether you boo me, whether you cheer me, you always gave me a reaction, and I'm eternally grateful for that. And, yeah. But at the same time, I totally get what you're saying.
0: Yeah. So I guess it, it, it's you don't see these moments happen often in the WWE where they really kind of break through the, the veil of kayfabe but it happens occasionally when, when there are real-life moments, you know, real-life retirement moments and, and things like that. Um, and, and I think just recently we, we had one with Paige when, when she had mm-hmm. to officially retire from in-ring action, and, and that was an emotional moment, too.
1: I'd also hearken back to Edge when, when he opened the Raw after WrestleMania where he announced that, you know, he, if he took another bump, he could be paralyzed, so he has to retire.
0: Yeah, so... These things, I'm glad that we have wrestlers, humans, that can take a step back from their career and say, there are things that are more important than putting my life on the line. You know, I I need some quality of life. In this case, I don't think that Joe had a choice. Um, and, And I hate that for him because that's not the way anybody wants to go out. But here's what I would say. He he beat leukemia once before. He's a strong guy. Obviously, he won the universal title Roman did, regardless of how much we didn't want him to. So, <laughs> I think that against the odds, or and, and leukemia is something that you know can be beaten, and I think he can do it again. And I hope that he does. And I hope that it won't be long before he's back in the ring. And I feel like I can boo him again.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, well, I don't know if I'm going to boom again. Like, honestly, like, like, when, not if, because I agree with you on that. Like, like, Roman's going to beat this. I have no doubt. Like, like, just, just look at how strong he's been booked. Roman's totally going over. Roman's going to stay strong in, in, in this one. But it's like when he comes back, that might be the loudest crowd reaction WWE has ever had. Like, like, I'm going to go ahead and call it now and. <laughs> And you did make the point. He beat this before. I have no doubt he's going to beat it again. So uh, once again, uh, from everybody here at Nearfall Radio, like like Roman, Joe, get healthy. We love you, man. Uh, can't wait to uh, see you back in the ring. So half the crowd can boo you, and half the crowd can cheer you.
0: When that does happen, do you think it'll be, uh, you know, a moment like a WrestleMania moment, kind of like when the Hardys came back? And the crowd just loses their mind, or do you think it'll be like a split reaction like that? Because I think you're probably right. I think everybody will just go nuts just having to see him back.
1: Oh, I I think the crowd is going to go apoplectic, if I may use a very big, big fancy word here. Uh, like I think I think the reaction he's going to get is when Triple H came back from tearing his quad, and like like and if you remember when Triple H went out at that time. He was the heeliest of heels. He was not a good guy. But when he came back on that Monday Night Raw, people in the crowd were saying they could feel the sound. Like, I think that's the type of reaction Roman Reigns is going to get. And, like, yes, you and I, we have been critical of the character of Roman Reigns. But, like, I think we're more critical of the way he was booked at the top of the card. Because when push comes to shove, Roman was a, and still is, a damn good in-ring worker. Like, Like, top five in the world. And I'm not just saying that because of what happened on Monday. Once again, it's like if yeah. you've listened to our podcast, like we, we we were never the biggest fans of the way he was booked or the character that they were building. But when it comes to in-ring work, this guy was second to none.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I don't I don't blame him for the way the story had played out. Um, and and I think you're right. I think it will just be a, a big pop, and everybody's going to be really excited to see. Back and, and I'll just say I can't wait to see that moment so
1: absolutely yes and uh, like I said it's not if it's when Roman gets back and it's gonna be awesome and, yep. not, not to quote the miss but uh, one of uh, another aspect from this past Monday's raw we, I want to touch on real quickly was something that came off of Romans announcement at the top of raw Uh I guess a couple segments later, we uh, discovered that the dogs of war, or, you know, the dogs of war, they, they've been put down to sleep. It is now just uh, Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. They're, they were defending their tag team titles against Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, who said they were going to you know, dedicate this win to Roman. Uh, lo and behold, they did beat Dolph and Seth, uh, capturing the Raw tag team titles. And then Dean Ambrose turned on Seth Rollins in one of the most guttural heel turns that I can think of in the last, like, 10, 20 years. Like, like, you could feel the air be pulled out of the arena, going from this euphoria, like, yay, they did it, they did it for Roman, to Dean just dirty deeds him, dirty deeding him. <laughs> Sounds good. Done weird. dirt cheap. Exactly, yeah. Thank you for saving me there. Uh, when he laid out Seth and just continued to beat him down for minutes on end, just wow. Um, now, I know I've seen a lot of people on uh, online be critical of WWE complaining that they would do the turn there. But in all honesty, that's the best wrestling move. Because I'll be completely honest, just based on the way the night opened, and especially how... The, the SHIELD brothers embraced and going back to that it's like like I already admitted I was crying a little bit, but when I saw Seth Rollins break on stage, like like that just killed me. Like like I was just like mask of tears at that at that point. But I digress. But just with the way that segment ended, you know, the, the SHIELD Brotherhood is still strong and then the way Raw ended with Dean Ambrose completely laying out Seth Rollins, destroying him. Like, yeah. that that was such a great move. Like, I honestly feel like when it comes to heel turns, that might be the most, like, oh my god moment when it comes to heel turns since Hogan dropped the leg on Macho Man Randy Savage to form the NWO back in the day.
0: Yeah, I would say it was the best time that they possibly could have done it because nobody on this night would have expected it was going to happen and the reason that it was perfect was because everybody already knew they had <laughs> it was no secret that dean was going to flip or something there was <laughs> yeah you know they had been they had been showing their hand for a very long time how
1: so, many texts and tweets did we share it's like oh yep, yeah this is, this is the time that dean turns and nope okay i guess not
0: <laughs> yeah you know and i predicted it you know that it was going to happen in uh, the great, not the greatest. One, what was Super Showdown? The Super Saturday Smackdown? I don't and, know. <laughs> and that, so, but it didn't. It didn't happen there. But I, I think, I think that's where I thought it might happen. So, yeah this this night, you you absolutely couldn't do the big reveal on the night where you know we we lose Roman Reigns. No oh, way. Absolutely not. No, never. Why would you do that? Yeah. So you're right. I agree with you. I don't don't think there's... Knowing that's the the direction the story was going to go, there was no better time for them to do it and get the reaction they got.
1: Well, and and I mean, like you said, this was always in the cards. Like, Dean Ambrose was going to turn on the shield. It was just a matter of time. Cage Side Seats reported, I believe it was on Tuesday, that originally it was going to happen at Survivor Series, but with, you know, real-life ramifications uh, happening, they decided to move it up, and think they could have pulled it off any better because when dean ambrose left raw he was booed out the building and not into like oh boo we don't like the way you're booked like boo we hate your guts and we want bad stuff to happen to you type heat that is some like old school 80s heat and 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 outside of kevin owens and elias bagging on uh, the seattle supersonics <laughs> yeah. that is something that the wwe hasn't seen in
0: yeah, yeah, it. You're right about that, and that's exactly the connection I was gonna make. I was gonna say basically, he he just took a trip to Seattle himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ambrose might have picked up
1: a mic and said, "Kevin Durant's better off in Golden State." <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, but it was it was a huge reaction, and, and I really do think it's because nobody nobody expected it. Even though we knew it was coming, we didn't expect it then. So that's the best way to do it.
1: And, and, and like you said, that's the best way to do it, and it creates a new top heel on, on the Raw side of the card because uh, Braun Strowman has turned face, apparently, because he beat up Dolph Ziggler last week, so he's a good guy again. I I don't know. Oh, and, and by the way, it, uh, it Crown Royal, uh, Brock Lesnar and uh, Braun Strowman are going to fight for the Universal title. Whoop-de-damn-do. We'll get to that in a second, but... Uh, Speaking of Crown Jewel or Crown Royal or the Royal Jewels or whatever the fuck you want to call it, um, once again, real life rears its ugly head because uh, I don't know if you've paid attention to the news the last couple weeks, uh, Saudi Arabia has been kind of uh, a hot-button issue as the news of uh, Jamal Kasagi's death has come out, and as, of, and as we're recording this, the Saudi Arabian government has admitted. It was a quote unquote predetermined action that led to his death. So they're pretty much admitting to killing this journalist who was critical of the Saudi government and WWE as of like, like we're recording this on the 25th of October. Uh, their statement is no comment, uh, which tells me they're going to go ahead business as usual. Um, but the weird issue is, John Cena reports say he has pulled out, and there are some reports that Daniel Bryan has said he does not want to compete there either. So, uh,
0: Jay, what the fuck, man? Yeah, it's it's just like you said; it's a cluster. Um, I'm pretty disappointed in Vasily. the decision. Yeah, I'm in, vastly disappointed in the in the decision because even the even the UFC. Uh, has decided to pull out of an agreement they had in saudi arabia over everything that's going on and the the geopolitical situation in that region at this time so
1: not only not only the ufc i mean there are several western-based companies like uh richard branson uh virgin uh mobile billionaire he has pulled out of a billion dollar project there so right
0: so it's 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 not like the WWE is the only company that has a lot of money on the line. Um, in fact, as you mentioned, there are companies that have even more money on the line in that, in that region. So, it looks very, very bad. And I hate this spin that they keep trying to put on it. And obviously, you've got these uh, these people that are coming out and trying to tow the company line. And they're saying, well, how, how can you change? How can you make any kind of change if you don't go? You have to go because that's how you bring change to the region. That's that, garbage. It, it is just they are being corporate mouthpieces. And, shills.
1: They're being corporate shills.
0: Yeah, and I do not respect that at all. It doesn't mean anything to me. I I get that that is a worthy cause to try to spread you know Western freedom and and um, you know try try to bring Saudi Arabia into a into a new millennium. And all this, I I get that, but now is not the time. And it, bottom line, it's about the money. And Vince Vince just doesn't want to lose the money because a huge proportion of the projections over the next ten years, uh, the revenue projections for WWE, um, a lot of that uptick that they're seeing in their wallets is coming from Saudi Arabia, and they're not willing to, to put it down. And that sucks because honestly. If they would take a stand here and, and make a statement, I am sure that there are plenty of places that would be willing to host this event. I think, you know, Kevin Owens even said something about why not do it in Canada um, at some point. You know, why not? You know, there are plenty of other places you could do it, and you could make it about, you know, some other positive message, and people would get behind it. And
1: here's the thing, the WWE is going to be in the UK in the week leading up to them traveling to Saudi Arabia to go to Crown Royal, and you know what's open, the date uh, that uh, they have scheduled? Wembley Stadium. Are you telling me that Wembley Stadium wouldn't like to have an event like this, and you know who else could uh, compete if it is in a, you know... Country that isn't Saudi Arabia, the women, exactly. the women could compete yeah. and and you talk about how WWE wants to be this, you know, force for, you know, change and all that stuff. Well, you know what? You can't really do a whole lot of change. If, uh, if half your roster has to sit at home,
0: no. it, it's, it's a, it's a mixed message at best
1: at best. Yes, that is absolutely true. Yeah. This is just extremely disappointing, and, and I, you do make a good point. A lot of their, their uh, quarterly projections going forward, and, and you do have to admit the WWE is a publicly traded company, and they do have uh, some onus to own up to their uh, shareholders. A lot of it does involve the Saudi money, but at the same time, they just signed, like, one of the most lucrative TV deals in the last little bit. I mean, they're getting billions of dollars for their TV product. so...
0: Oh, they're not hurting. No, not, n-
1: not not in the <laughs> least.
0: No, they're not hurting. They're, they're doing better than they ever have. And it's just, it's greed. There, there's no way that I can defend it. And honestly... Uh, I I really don't even really want to watch it
1: uh, I I don't either and 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 the thing is it's like I'm thinking there's there's a lot of people in line with our line of thinking to the point where I would be surprised if anything happens of note at this at this event like I'm calling it right now and you know uh, we might do a preview show next week leading up to it if we masochists or whatever but like I'm calling it right now I think the universal title match is going to end in some no contest crap where where that way WWE does not have to recognize or or say anything of note happened at this event because like the WWE has to be feeling public pressure like I think this might be one of these things if they go through with it as soon as it's done they never acknowledge it again
0: yeah well and they've already taken all mentions of Saudi Arabia out of the promotional materials that you see yes. for the event, and even so <laughs> it might as well just be in some unnamed location. It, it's it's just really bizarre. Like, I, I like, don't know why they're being so stubborn. Well, well,
1: I know why. It's it, it's the bottom line—the fact well, that Vince yeah. is getting getting a bajillion dollars, and and, and and like honestly, I'm I'm half expecting them to pull some uh, wrestling stuff and be like. uh... Welcome to Crown Jewel from Parts Unknown.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, it it will be weird to see what they do with it. Well,
1: and and especially when the fact that you mentioned that, like uh, in the last few weeks, ever since the news of uh, of Jamal Khashoggi's uh, murder has come out, they've made no mention of Saudi Arabia. They they go around the fact mentioning where it's going to be, and then you have to look in the in the mainstream media. Like, John Oliver drugged them through the mud a couple weeks ago on his show. And just today, ESPN personality Dan Levitard brought this up on his show and pretty much bashed them. Quote, did you see that the WWE is still going to Saudi Arabia? What a bad decision this is. But it is the sewer, and the sewer is going to behave like the sewer. That's a lot of money in Saudi Arabia, so money, so wrestling is going back to Saudi Arabia as we wonder whether Saudi Arabia killed journalists with bone saws. It's not a hard statement to make. You're usually not this overt. Well, take your money, even though you're being investigated for killing a journalist with a bone saw. We're usually not quite that over Yeah, like, we'll take your money Your blood money, no matter what, end quote That was that was an ESPN personality and, and, and again, like, the WWE I think rightfully so is getting Raked over the coals for this decision
0: Absolutely And I know you mentioned that, you know, maybe we do a Preview show for it, I'll tell you right now I don't think we should I I Not that our little podcast Here has much of an effect on things But I kind of feel like We ought to just ignore it I'm fine with that.
1: You yeah. know what? I'm absolutely fine with that.
0: Yeah. And, and then just move on to the important stuff, uh, which is coming up later on. But it, in our own little way, it can be our, our protest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like it. So, uh, sorry, listeners. You're going to have to go on, you know, every other site on the Internet to figure out what what's going to happen at um, <laughs> Crown Royal. Yeah, but you're not going to get it here. Exactly. Now, now, that said, if something interesting happens, we'll totally talk about it. After the fact, fact, yeah. (laughs) But uh, yes, something that we do want to talk about, something we are excited for, despite WWE's somewhat lackluster build for it, it is this Sunday's very first ever all women WWE pay per view. It is Evolution. And Jay, I know you are the, uh, I guess, the commissioner of the women's division on this podcast. (laughs) Um, how do you feel about this? Because like, like I'm super excited, and I have no doubt you are either.
0: Yeah, I'm excited for the event for sure. And um, you know, I know the big criticism is that they, WWE just has not done anything to build the storylines uh, leading into Evolution. They and they, you know, they threw in this battle royal match just to get all the women out there, and mm-hmm. and it and it kind of just seems like. They're going through the motions and not really giving the appropriate attention or effort to build to evolution as they should. And, you know, I, I can agree with that. I think that this is a step in the right direction. Um, I, I I do, I love the fact that we're going to have it all in pay-per-view. But, here's the thing. I think that, you know... the the main reason that they've done this was because of the events in Saudi Arabia where the the women could participate. And it's it's more of like a compensatory kind of thing. Almost Um, like
1: a we're sorry in advance.
0: Yeah. So while I love the fact that they're getting the spotlight and that's a big deal um, because they've got a lot of talent that really deserves it, I think that what they really need to start doing is considering their actual booking um, of big events mixed events um, and start when they have a legitimate main event contender uh, from the women's matches that are going to be part of those events they need to really start considering giving the women the main event booking and once we start seeing more of that that to me is going to be more important and impactful than the women getting their their own pay-per-view now i i'm not saying that we should do it because again i think it's great and i think it's going to be fun and regardless it's going to be a spectacle it'll be fun to watch maybe maybe there isn't a lot of intrigue or interest from the storylines but you know we're bringing we're bringing back some legends we're bringing in women from uh, you know all all the different um, sources of wwe talent all the different pools. And that's exciting, and that's going to be really cool to see. I just, I just think if they really wanted to do this in the in the right way, and and maybe maybe this will become an annual thing, and next year it'll be better. That would be awesome. I'd love that. Yeah, um, but maybe what they do is they start building women storylines throughout the year, so that there can be some you know huge peak, some huge climax that occurs at Evolution that you know. Where they can start having their—it's almost like they're all women's kind of WrestleMania moments uh, at Evolution, and that—and that would be cool, and they deserve it. Um, and I'm again, I'm not trying to downplay the importance of this event. I just think that it feels like it was thrown together, and it feels like it was like, oh, you know, we ought to do something for the women here. Let's do this, but we're not going to put a lot of our uh, time and effort. Uh, into making this compelling, as compelling as it should
1: be. I I a thousand percent agree with everything you said, and talking on the fact that it feels like this is just kind of one of these things that was thrown together, you already mentioned it, the uh, Women's Battle Royal, I mean, the SmackDown side of the roster, there's only one SmackDown match on the roster, which granted, like, it is straight fire, Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair, but at the same time, they rolled the rest of the roster into this women's battle royal, which just seems extremely lazy when you have people like Asuka, you have people like Naomi. Heck, you have the Iconics that have been on kind of a tear here recently. And not to mention everybody else on Raw that isn't, you know, um, isn't Alexa Bliss and and uh, Ronda Rousey and the Bellas. Like everybody, and uh, even, even more of an aggravation – Oh, sorry. Alexa just decided to chime in because she heard me talk about this. <laughs> that was weird. Um, wrong Alexa. Yeah, wrong Alexa. But And then even more frustrating on the Raw side, you have talents like the Riot Squad and Natalya and Sasha Banks and Bayley. They're just rolled into into a six-person tag match. Like, I really feel like there's just a bunch of lazy booking across the card. And that's frustrating because, like, Asuka should be hey like like on our last episode we were, we were talking about super brawl saturday
0: oh sorry uh i don't know whatever
1: <laughs> <laughs> right and and uh, and they ended up losing uh their tag team match between the iconics wouldn't that have been a perfect opportunity for oscar to just kick the head off of naomi and then boom guess what we have a perfect match set up for evolution it's oscar and naomi one's pissed at the other and let them go fight
0: yeah yeah definitely and I have certainly been very frustrated with what they've done with Oscar she uh, <laughs> she has so been hashtag save Oscar yeah she's been cast aside and it, it, she's just kind of like um, twisting in the breeze right now uh, and that's really unfortunate because they were building her up so strong and um, gosh her, her defeat at the hands of uh, Charlotte that it was just all downhill from there. Like, that, um, that
1: really took her off, uh, took that trend off the tracks in a hurry.
0: Yeah, and it didn't have to. It didn't now, have to go that way, but it has, and that sucks. So it's just another example. So what do we do? We've got this amazing talent. Uh, I don't know, just throw her out there in a battle royal? Exactly. Much like Lex Luger. What? I don't know! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense.
1: And, and, and it is frustrating, but at the same time, like... Okay, enough focusing on the, on the I guess, downfalls of this card. If you look at the top of the card, when you look at Ronda Rousey and Nikki Bella, when you look at Becky Lynch and Charlotte, and heck, even to a lesser extent, the tag team match of Trish Stratus and Lita taking on Alexa Bliss and Mickie James, they've been pretty well built. God dang it, Alexa. Calm <laughs> down. I am not talking to you. Uh, apparently, this episode is going to be... Sp- Oh my God! This this episode's sponsored by Amazon, so uh, <laughs> I'm keeping all that in there. That's okay. okay. <laughs> but I mean, like, there is some good stuff on this card. Like, uh, I, I'll, I'll openly admit, I don't watch any of the May Young Classic, but I know when it. Uh, I know the final matchup between uh, Io Shirai and Toni Storm, I know that's going to be good because the buzz on Toni Storm online is she is, quote-unquote, the future of women's wrestling. I'm looking forward to the rematch between Kyrie Sane and Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship. So there is some good stuff on the card. So, Jay, do you want to go ahead and get into the
0: predictions? Yeah, we can do that. Um, And you're right. There's some good stuff here. Like I said... There are going to be some entertaining things to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's exactly why I was trying to say this is still going to be a fun thing to tune into. It, it's very just, much so. Yes. It just doesn't have the impact that it should. That's all.
1: Yes, yes, a thousand percent. Like, like I am really looking forward to this mad this card way more so than, than than Crown Royal. And and you know what? Like, r- if you are a wrestling fan, focus on this. Ignore whatever happens yeah. in Saudi Arabia.
0: Yeah let the women lead the way
1: exactly and speaking of leading the way we are going to start with the six women tag match it is the riot squad featuring Liv Morgan Sarah Logan and Ruby Riot taking on the boss Satya Banks Bailey and Natalia Jay who do you think picks up the win and why in this matchup
0: Uh, I feel like this is a tough one um you know I think I established myself as quite a prognosticator coming off the, the <laughs> most recent event that we made our picks for. No, that uh, episode got lost. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so I want to maintain my reputation here. And so I, I'm putting a lot of uh, thought into this one. And I I think that... I I think the riot squad does a really good job of uh, being the springboard for others. <laughs> I, don't, <Yeah. laughs> I don't I don't think that they I don't think they typically you know are on any kind of a, a path for any championship. Uh, they they get they get to come in and mess stuff up and uh, you know. Ruin people's days, but maybe squirt
1: some mustard and ketchup on their door because yeah, you know,
0: that's riotous. Yeah, exactly. Whoa, Whoa that's which, so by, wild. Which, by the way, that's
1: a terrible way to get at somebody. It's not like they have to clean it up. It's it, it's the it's the custodians that come through <laughs> after the event. So yeah.
0: like the
1: riot squad. Think about that. Come on.
0: Yeah, yeah, they really should. Um, but I don't. I don't think that they're. Um, I don't think that they're being booked as like on an upward trajectory i I think that they're just around and like i said to kind of mess things up and keep things interesting so for that reason i think we'll see sasha bailey and natalia get the victory in the sixth woman tag match
1: yeah i'm gonna agree with you for uh pretty much everything you said the riot squad really feels like enhancement talent that's and that's a shame because still don't understand why we don't have women's tag team championships because I really feel like a team like the Riot Squad would be perfect for that yeah like, like uh, Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan would be perfect you know uh, people to hold on to those straps and I still think there are big things ahead for Ruby Riot. I am so impressed every time she gets into the ring, and every time she gets a hold of the mic. I'm a big fan of her. I just don't see them beating Sasha, Bailey, and Natalia here, so it uh, looks like we're both going with Sasha and friends
0: here. Yep. Sasha and friends. Moving on.
1: Next up, let's go ahead and get into the women's battle royal and uh everybody strap in because i'm going to name off everybody that's been announced for this okay. uh for this battle royal as of the recording we got tamina we got billy Kay, we got peyton royce we got ember moon we got alicia Fox, we got naya Jax, we have dana brooke we have oscar we have mandy rose sonia deville carmella lana naomi tori wilson michelle mccool alundra blaze ivory kelly kelly maria kanellis Molly, Holly, and Zelina Vega, and breathe. So, uh, Jay, which one of these bazillion women are you going to pick, and why? I feel
0: like I need to pull out some dice and, and try. To yes, it
1: seriously, respect. roll for initiative.
0: Um, <laughs> I don't think it'll be Oscar because I think that they're casting her aside. Um, uh, my first instinct is pointing me in the direction of Nia, Jax, or Carmilla. Um and Nia Jax because obviously she is the strongest woman in the world and she could just pick all of these women up at the same time and throw them out of the ring um, simultaneously that'd be Car- fun to watch it'd be pretty cool feet so straight <laughs> um, Carmella because she ends up winning you know by the virtue of her intellect and outsmarting people and, and also the, her
1: dance breaks the, and, the-
0: yeah yeah. that she always wins the special. dance <laughs> yeah. uh, that and her new hair color So uh,
1: I dig her as a brunette I'm not going to lie good on yeah. you Carmella
0: yeah that's a much better look for her I think so you know I think uh, Carmella was recently a Money in the Bank winner so I don't know that they'd give it to her this quickly but Nia Jax was a champion so was Carmella uh, dang man I think I'm going to go with Nia Jax.
1: Okay. I I like the pick. I see everything you're going for. Um I would love to pick Oscar because Oscar is a killer or rather she should be a killer. And Creative has not treated her as such. So what better way to get back on the killer track than winning another women's battle royal because if you remember back to the beginning of this year she won the very first ever women's royal rumble to get that title shot at WrestleMania that for reasons she lost I yeah. I still don't get that but uh I'm actually going to go with uh somebody on the raw roster I'm going to go with Ember Moon here okay because um I really feel like Ember Moon is a talent that they need to you know do something with here recently they've been featuring her with uh, your winner Nia jacks and uh, I'm, I'm not gonna lie every time she pulls off that eclipse that i, I totally pop for it it, it looks <laughs> awesome and and i would love to eventually see like maybe an ember moon uh, ronda rousey matchup
0: yeah that would be a good match that'd be fun to watch um mm-hmm. i like the pick ember's cool I, I i would be okay with that i'd be okay being wrong if ember wins
1: Okay, well, then prepare to be wrong. Okay. <laughs> uh, next up, we're going to move to a tag match. It is the returning Attitude Era women's... like like I, I, I'm sure they're going to have a fun nickname or something by the time uh, the pay-per-view rolls around. It is Trish Stratus and Lita taking on Alexa Bliss and also somebody from the Attitude Era that they're conveniently mentioning she's not from the Attitude Era. Mickey James so, uh, Jay, who do you got and why?
0: I think Alexa and Mickey are going to pull this one off. And, and I really think it's just because um, it's it's a little bit of a passing the torch kind of moment. Uh, as you mentioned, Mickey James from the era, But <laughs> but still wrestling, still relevant, um, still around all the time. Mickey's and, still kicking ass, by the way. Yeah, still kicking butts. So, um, I, I, I think that in this case alexa people people love to see alexa win uh, they like to see her with a belt she's good with a strap um so maybe this will be a nice little springboard get her rolling again and uh you know head head back for some sort of a championship at some point they really need a women's tag championship they yes, really they do. do like seriously wwe what the hell are you doing not having that? Or maybe a women's extreme championship. I don't know. Or,
1: or, or, or just something more than just the women's titles on both uh, on both uh, brands. Yeah, like something.
0: Yeah, some, something a little more. The the women's international champion. Since we've got the men's US champion, I don't the know. women's television title. We're bringing back oh, the TV title every. Yeah, time. I like that. Let's do that. I All can right. see Alexa as a TV title holder. But but anyway. Yeah, I think Alexa and Nikki are going to win that one.
1: See, I'm going to go on the opposite side of the ring. I'm going to go with Trish and Lita just because I don't see them bringing back uh, two legends like those two just to catch an L here. Uh, especially especially on a card where, where they're really featuring and highlighting uh, some of the women of the past. I like I, I just don't see them uh, them letting Trish or Lita catch an L here. And there are reports that Alexa Bliss has a broken nose and/or a concussion, but she is going to compete uh, this Sunday. So I don't I don't know if that's going to lead to Mickey being in the ring a whole lot and Alexa, you know, just sparsely interacting. But I I see Trish and Lita picking up the victory. And Lita, I know you listen to this podcast. We appreciate it. But please be careful or just straight up don't do the moonsault because the last time you did it in the Royal Rumble, I thought you were going to land literally on your neck and die.
0: Yeah, let's not have any of that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do not want to see a WWE Hall of Famer die in the ring.
0: No. I mean, that might be a glorious way to go out, but now's not the time.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'd be totally fine going out that way, but then again, I i haven't accomplished crap in
0: my life, so, you know. <laughs> Yeah. It would be awesome for you to do it at a, at a women's pay-per-view as well. That's exactly. pretty epic.
1: I could be the James Ellsworth of evolution. <laughs> oh, God. Now now I do kind of want to die in a ring because that sounds terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving on, it is the uh, final of the 2018 May Young's Classic. It is Tony Storm taking on Io Shiri. Uh, Jay, do you
0: have any
1: exposure to the May Young Classic?
0: You know, not really. I... <laughs> From, from a distance um, I've been aware of it I've, I've, I've f- kind of followed what's going on I haven't seen any of the matches actually But um, I'm just going to do a little pick here And I'm, I'm going to go with Tony Storm Because it sounds like a superhero's alter ego
1: <laughs> I, I can't fault you for that I'm also going to go with Tony Storm And I don't have uh, exposure to the Mae Young Classic Probably like I should I hear good things about it online That said, I'd be super excited to see somebody like Tony Storm step up to the challenge and you know take that next step maybe maybe she bypasses nxt i don't know uh we're both gonna pick tony storm here
0: it sounds yep. like yep
1: yep okay moving on uh it is a rematch from the last nxt takeover it is the nxt champion Kyrie sane defending her title against the woman she wanted from Shayna baszler uh who is a uh you know one of the mma four horsewomen that uh seems to be percolating and running around in the uh, rumor mill that that's going to actually happen. I don't know if it happens this Sunday, but Jay, how do you see this matchup going down?
0: Well, I really enjoyed their last matchup, and Shayna, so yeah, Shayna Baszler looks like a straight-up killer. Like, I wouldn't want to meet her in a dark alley. Um, on the other hand, Kyrie Sane is like an anime character, and <laughs> <laughs> and it's... Her whole thing is bizarre to me. It, it's funny because it's just. She's it. the
1: pirate princess.
0: Yeah. Her character is a bit of a throwback in my mind to like the late 80s, early 90s where it was still fun to have these whimsical, like, doing the clown, you know, kind of mm. things. Or Duke the Dumpster Grossey. Yeah, any any of any of these like kind of bizarre, uh, off the wall kind of characters. It's not like or this the
1: is... Repo Man. Ba- yeah, b- back when uh, back when characters were occupations.
0: Je- Jean Pierre Lafitte comes to mind because wow! He was a...
1: Shout out to J- to the Jean Pierre Lafitte reference,
0: dude. Yeah, because he. Five. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he was a, a, a pirate. Oh, another good one was uh, your good buddy Glenn's first. Oh, entrance yeah. into the WWE. He, he was a
1: dentist, Now or, then he was a yeah. demon, now he's a mayor.
0: Yeah, he was a dentist, right? So, <laughs> a dentist wrestler. So, if we can have dentist wrestlers, why can't we have pirates? Um, she's a lot of fun. Um, I think I think. Uh, I probably, some of my excitement for Asuka boils over a little bit for her because she reminds me a bit of Asuka in her style. Um, but... I don't know, man. I like I said. I, I think in a in a real fight, Shayna could take out uh, the 1989 Denver Broncos. Uh, so uh, I'm I'm thinking she's going to get the title back. I think she wins.
1: See, like if. I've I've gone back and forth on this matchup because like I could very easily see it where Shayna Baszler just goes in there and almost wrecks ship, no pun intended, on the Pirate Queen, on uh, on Kyrie saying, but and then part of me thinks like like Shayna could be called up soon, and and kind of the code of NXT is you go out on your back before you get called up feel like they, I kind of feel like they want to hang back, uh, or hang Shayna back until they can bring up the rest of the four horsewomen of the MMA apocalypse, or whatever they're going to call them, as a group, so, I agree with you here, I think Shayna picks, uh, regains her title here, and then, like, maybe we end up seeing Kyrie Sane on the main roster sooner than later.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I was thinking, too, that, that this could kind of be... You know, she got her title, and now she can move on. Because I think that she's had a lot of momentum. And in my mind, she's somebody that's going to call, get called up soon.
1: So, and in all honesty, I could see her translating very well to the main roster.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I agree with that. I'd like to see her on Raw.
1: I, I'd like to see her on SmackDown because, well, I don't, I don't know. We'll get into fantasy booking <laughs> Kyrie okay. saying on a different podcast. I want to <laughs> okay. try and keep this concise, so to speak, but you know how that goes. <laughs>
0: our version of concise, I
1: get it. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, we are heading into our co-main events, and before we even get into the picks, which do you think should be the main event? Should it be Ronda Rousey taking on Nikki Bella, or do you think it should be Becky Lynch taking on Charlotte Flair?
0: Oh, it should be Becky and Charlotte, without mm-hmm. a
1: doubt. Okay, yes, yes, yeah. I, I, I'm glad we're, we're on the same page, so... What do you think is going to be the main event?
0: I think it'll be Ronda and Nikki.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, we're two for two on that one. Kind, yeah. of, a, kind of a bummer that, that we're both in agreement on uh, on that second one. But yeah, that just seems like almost a foregone conclusion at this point. And, and I can't fault WWE for it because, I mean, when Ronda comes out, she is going to get a massive pop. And and the, the promos that her and the Bellas have been cutting the last couple weeks, I think they've been pretty damn good. I know a lot of people online were very critical of the line of uh, Rhonda saying the only door that you knocked down was to John Cena's bedroom, and then he <laughs> threw you out of that same doorway. Like, I think that was a money line. Like, like, like that was just so dang good.
0: That was good. That's solid. Yes. Yes. Solid Bringing team. the personal in. Um, in a way that you know we we all get it we all understand and you know obviously she was okay with that line um has to sing a little bit but
1: absolutely yeah yeah well and, and also you have to realize that she's a uh reality tv sh- uh yeah. show star and pretty much everything of that has been already broadcast on her reality TV. So,
0: exactly. You know. Yeah. It was already so, out there.
1: Exactly. So, uh, I guess since it's not going to end up being the main event, even though it should be, uh, it is Charlotte Flair taking on WWE SmackDown women's champion Becky Lynch in a last woman standing matchup. Jake, how do you see this uh, playing out and why?
0: Oh, Becky is a maniac these days. Um, but, you know, Charlotte can, can throw, throw hands with the best of them, really. I, I really like to watch the two of these gals match up, and um, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I I don't know, I don't I don't know what the how we're going to get to the conclusion. I, I think it's going to be really fun. I think we're going to see some pretty big spots. Uh, I think Becky's going to retain. I, I really think that, you know, I don't, I don't think it's time for Charlotte to be the 15, 16 sixteen-time champion at this point. Yeah, there's um, still plenty of time for that. Yeah, she can she can get her twentieth championship in a, <laughs> in a couple of weeks. Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, pretty much. Uh,
0: but but you know I, I think Becky's reign is going to be a little bit longer than this, and, and uh, I think she's earned it. I think uh, her new kind of her new attitude is a uh, is kind of refreshing for the crowd. Um, I think everybody's really into it, and uh, and I think she's gonna I think she's gonna wear Charlotte out.
1: Like I. I really hope that you're right because I have loved what they've been doing with Becky uh, Becky's character in the last little bit, and and I've loved this feud. Like so far, this is my favorite feud that the WWE has done all year. They've done stuff that has gone outside of the WWE bubble, and by the WWE bubble, like I mean, they do stuff outside of what happens in between the broadcast shows. They've had. Um, Charlotte being in a photo shoot, and then Becky shows up and beats the bejesus out of her and stands over her during the photo shoot and says, hey, take your picture now. And then this past week, Charlotte's at the WWE Performance Center giving a speech to all the, you know, uh, women wrestlers there talking about what, uh, what they can do and, and, you know, tips for getting to the top. And then... Here comes somebody saying, oh, you should uh, – why are you asking her questions? You should be asking questions to the champ. And then Becky just beats the crap out of her there. So, like, I love the fact that they're making this feel like a real-world environment as opposed to the enclosed WWE bubble where, you know, it's just 8 to 10 on SmackDown. And then after that, uh, you know, whatever. Right. So I'm I'm hoping they continue to go down this path with Becky because she is just – Pardon the pun, especially when talking to, uh, talking about Becky Lynch. She's straight fire. Like, I love everything they're doing with this character. Even going back uh, last week on SmackDown 1000, when she got in the ring with Edge. And Edge is like, you know, I've gone down this path uh, where, where you burn all your bridges with your friends. And you're going to end up, you know, eventually sitting in a room with all your championships, looking at them by yourself. And, then, and Edge is like, you know, and you're not going to like yourself. And then Becky says, you're right. I don't like myself. I love myself. Now get out of my ring and don't hurt your neck on the way out. Like, <laughs> oh my God, just like drop the mic, like all the memes <laughs> in the world. That was the best thing ever. <laughs> like, I love what they're doing with Becky. So I hope Becky retains here.
0: But are you saying that you're picking Charlotte or you're picking Becky?
1: No, no. I'm going to pick Becky.
0: Okay. Like, all right.
1: Like I am. I uh, Becky right now is my ride or die.
0: Okay. All right. Like, good. Good.
1: Becky, I think, is my favorite character in the WWE
0: right now. Yeah. Currently, yeah, she's fun. Mm-hmm. She, in my mind, her character, and I know earlier you were talking about uh, Braun Strowman going face, and I, and again, I don't think that he is. I think at some point he was always going to turn and beat the crap out of Dolph and McIntyre. Like I, I predicted, that was coming soon. And it's happened, and it doesn't mean he's good. It just means he beats everybody up, and he doesn't care. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we've got with Becky now, and she's she's just a she's a wild card. She's and she's going to do her own thing. She's in it for Becky and nobody else. And the crowd loves it. It's very stone cold Steve Austin. Yes, yes.
1: It's very Austin, but it's like, I do think for whatever reason, WWE is still trying to just ham fist this thing like Charlotte's the good guy, Becky's the bad guy.
0: For oh, whatever... I think so, but the crowd is deciding how they feel about it. <laughs> well, well,
1: I mean, going back to the top of the show, um, what was that guy that got booed out of the building for years and years, but the WWE kept booking him as, as just this hardcore babyface?
0: I, I think... Uh... Fan, fans' choice on this one, and and you know the WWE again they may be trying to do the same thing with Strowman and, and make him a face because they know how much people love him, but that's not his thing. He's a bad guy. Well, not a bad guy. He's a he's a chaotic neutral guy, and that's how he should be. And that's I'm going to do a hard pivot
1: from our evolution talk, like going back to that uh, that Roman Reigns promo, him just coming out there in street clothes and being himself, like. That was the most star like performance I've seen from Roman Reigns. Like like if that was if that was what they gave us every week, I would be right there cheering with everybody else.
0: Yeah. I get that.
1: That makes sense. But, you know, I digress. We digress. We are at the top of the card. It is the assumed main event of WWE Evolution. It is Nikki Bella and it featuring Brie Bella, assuming, uh, taking on the WWE Raw Women's Champion Ronda Rousey. Jay, how does this play out, and why?
0: Uh, Ronda is going to rip Nikki and Brie's arms out of socket. Um, Brie is probably going to try to interfere, and because she actually hits people by accident uh, on purpose, she's gonna, she's gonna tick off Ronda, and Ronda's gonna for real rip her arm out of socket, and, uh, but then she'll go ahead and, uh, pull her version of this, that disarm her. We're, we're gonna see two disarm hers, one, one disarm her on Charlotte Flair, and then the arm bar on Dicky Bella, and that's how we'll see the, the two matches end, I think. But, uh, um, actually, Becky, Becky Lynch might end up doing something else, since that's a last standing match, but... Yeah, Uh,
1: there's going to be some shenanigans. She's like going to dump like probably a popcorn card on Charlotte or something to keep her pinned down. Like maybe some
0: ketchup and mustard.
1: No, no, she's not a member of the riot squad. (laughs) Oh
0: yeah, that's a little that's going a little far, I guess. But uh, (laughs) but no, I I I don't think. To me, it's silly that that Nikki Bella is getting a shot at the title. So there's no there's no way she's coming coming home with the strap.
1: Yeah, I uh, I once again agree with you for pretty much everything you said. Like the fact that Nikki Bella is in this position, like I like part of me I guess understands in in the Evolution pay per view where they're you know highlighting some of the uh, female performers of the past that were really important to them getting there, but at the same time like when you have a when you have a card and and you have talent like Oscar, you have a talent like Nia Jax, you have talent like Naomi, you have. Talent like Bailey, Sasha Banks, and Nikki Bella is gonna be going up against Ronda Rousey. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I I think Nikki Bella has made vast improvements from where she began to where she is now. Like, like she's a pretty damn good worker. But at the same time, in the scheme of things, like, why 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 are the Bellas being elevated to this position now? Because they've been gone for so long.
0: Yeah, it's. Honestly, I think it's just to give Ronda a platform to perform at the biggest women's event that's ever happened. They're putting their star out there, and they just they want her to show out. and And I think that's what we're gonna see. She'll. That's why it's it's kind of a handicap match type situation. She'll she's gonna beat them both up. Yeah. I don't think she'll do another double arm bar like she did. <laughs> oh,
1: please, please no. Please no, because, I mean, like, again, going back to the top of the show, we, you know, suspend a little bit of dis- uh, disbelief when it comes to professional wrestling, but, like, a double arm bar, like, come on, that's that's just silly.
0: Yeah, it, <laughs> it was a little far. Uh, but she is the baddest woman on the planet. Exactly. And she doesn't and, mm-hmm. give a damn about her reputation, so.
1: Yeah, she has the theme song and. Shut up, Zoe. Zoe also doesn't give a damn about her reputation. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Ronda Rousey retained. She's probably going to pick up Brie Bella and beat Nikki Bella to death with her. So that's going to be fun to watch. Uh, so uh, yeah, that is the preview of the uh, poorly advertised, poorly built, but super excited for uh, Evolution card. So, Jay, overall thoughts?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to watch it. Um, Excited for it, just because. Um, again, I think it's uh, kind of a milestone for the women, but I think we can do better, and we should continue to do better. And this isn't just a there. There you go. Now go over in the corner and shut up. This is another step in the right direction. That's what it should be treated as.
1: And and uh, going back to what you said earlier, I really hope this is the start of a yearly, uh, yearly. A uh, tradition where, like, like may, maybe it doesn't have to take place in October. Maybe it might move around a little bit, but I do hope that this is the first of many evolution pay per views to come.
0: Yeah, let's hope so. Let's make it a, let's do it again next year.
1: Exactly. Hashtag give Steve us a chance. Wait, no, <laughs> no, they already did that. Never mind. So, uh, Jay, before we get out of here, give the lovely listeners some plugs.
0: Oh, man. Uh, you know, you guys should go listen to... What are my favorite podcasts? Well, I'm going to start with... Just just off, off the top of my head, here's a little recommendation for you. Go listen to this one that... I don't know where they got the name. I think it's just from alliteration. It's called the Monday Morning Real Podcast. And it's a lot of fun, I'm telling you. If you're a fan of Walt Disney World, traveling to Walt Disney World, hearing news, rumors, stories of Walt Disney World go check it out I happen to know the people on the podcast because it's me and my family and oh wow wh-
1: wh- wait, how well do you know them uh eh, acquaintances okay alright alright good enough for me
0: yeah and Landon is also uh included in the festivities. MV- who Landon the Dawes Dome oh I know that well. guy yeah yeah so, uh, oh, and so by good. the way,
1: speaking of that podcast, I'm going to let you finish your plug. You got called out on another podcast.
0: Oh, yeah, we did. We did. Uh, I don't know. Did you did you hear the call out? I did, and I'm
1: disappointed because I didn't get invited to it. So guess what? None of y'all get to sit in the Disney deep dive with the Dawes monorail. <laughs> yeah. So you know what?
0: <laughs> Christmas is canceled.
1: Exactly. It's going to be a one-man show. Like, y- y- y'all can't You're get doing on your your the fun thing. V. <laughs> y'all are on the humdrum V.
0: You can invite somebody else into, <laughs> into a, do your own monorail. I'm going uh, to
1: bring my dog on here because you've already heard her enough this entire podcast.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. No, that was exciting. Um, I hope you heard the new promo, too, because you got a very special call out on the I promo. did also. What the hell? I can
1: voice part of that promo. I mean, it
0: was cut in the night. Otherwise, I would have got you involved. I am known to rock a microphone from time to time. Hey man, we can do multiple versions. Let's make more. Pro- we'll make all the promos. You can be involved in as many as you want. And if you guys want to hear those, go listen to the Monday Morning Monorail podcast, and uh, it'll be a good time.
1: Uh, go ahead and give your Twitter uh, account because I can never remember it because it's the worst Twitter handle in the world.
0: It's pretty bad. It's at Morning Monorail. And so don't don't get confused and think it's at Monday Monorail or at Monday Morning. No, it's at Morning Monorail. Add good us. lord. At us.
1: <laughs> if you can figure out how to, yes, please at them. Yeah uh also be sure to check out justin and myself on nerd news cafe with uh matt weaver that's where we talk about nerdy stuff and we generally have beverages i mean that didn't stop me from having like 17 beers during this podcast but you know uh that's that's part of the theming on that show but uh that is at nerdnewscafe.com also available in the itunes store and spotify and whatever toys always chewing on right now uh for me, twitter.com slash landoz, L-A-N-D-O-Z. That's where you can find the latest from me, 280 characters at a time. Also on our website, buttmuchchips.com, but much chips. Sit yeah. on your butt and much. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's where you can find the exclusively posted Game of Thrones talk, a.k.a. Got Talk, where myself and Hunter East, we talk about each episode of Season 7 of HBO's award-winning series, Game of Thrones. Uh, we like to call it Got Talk, but, you know, you can call it whatever you want to as long as you download and listen. Uh, and also... Once again, head over to the iTunes store and subscribe to Near Fall Radio. Uh, Near Fall Radio. Uh, subscribe and review. Once again, five stars or GTFO. But, uh, Jay, I think that's it. you have anything else to say to the lovely listeners?
0: No, I would just say this. <laughs> Well said. So for
1: the silent justice singer, my name is Landon Dunn. We thank you for joining us on another edition of Nearfall Radio. Uh, you've been great. We've been nearfall, and that's Zoe's toy in the background. Good night. proceeding was a Butt Munch Chips production. For more episodes and information, please visit buttmunchchips.com. Butt Munch Chips. Sit on your butt. And munch.